0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the broadcast today. So excited that you're here with us. Um, So, what I want to do is, I want to start sort of a mini um, series here on the podcast where I interview pastors and and we talk about their life, their ministry, their families, and just how things work and how things tick in their world. And so, on today's program, I want to sit down and I want to have a conversation with the lead pastor of First Baptist Church, Newcastle, Oklahoma. Jeremy Freeman. Now, Jeremy sort of got thrust into um, into the headlines, I guess you could say, or into our world uh, a few years ago, and it was a it was tragedy. Uh, his son had a car accident, and and he, he reached out on social media to anyone that would listen to just pray for his son. And man, what. A story of redemption. What a story of the power of prayer! Uh, his son Caleb uh, was in this tragic accident, and they said, "Man, there's there's a good probability he's not going to make it. And if he does make it, it's not going to go well." But Jeremy's entire foundation was on God's word, and so his his mantra was, "But God." And he believes in the power of prayer. And, and man, it's incredible to see what happened. Um, we as a community rallied together around this family and we prayed together and we we asked God to do what only God could do and man I'll tell you what but God is the statement here that God just literally transformed Caleb's life um he is up and and literally running now uh where they they said he wasn't going to be able to and now he is may this conversation glorify God and edify you as the listener so sit down buckle up and let's Take a Journey Together. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Jeremy Freeman. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great.
1: Thanks for having me on, bro.
0: Glad to have you. Um, so what I'm doing in this podcast right now is I'm doing sort of a, a mini-series where I want to interview pastors that I've gotten to know. Uh, either I'm friends with them v- the, via social media or I know them in person. And so I, I wanted to reach out to you. Just... Um, I... 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 Well, like I started in the in the beginning, of the monologue here, talking about um, sort of kind of how you got thrust into the headlines um, over 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 a tragedy that took place, but um, and and there was a lot of there was a lot of people that thought, man, this is going to go bad. But uh, your mantra, your your foundation was but God, and I just That's wanted right. to I wanted to dive into that story and just find out a little bit more about you, uh, you could tell our listeners, you know, who you are, what you do, uh, and just sort of kind of how Jesus got a hold of you. And then we can just run into Caleb's story. Uh, but, uh, it's just incredible that, that God is using you in the ways that he is not just in your community, but man, globally. I mean, there's people globally that know about your story and your family's story. So, um, yeah, man,
1: I appreciate that so much. We, uh, We would never in a million years have chosen the path that God um, has allowed into our life. But we also know that, you know, God is sovereign. He's Mm. in control. And uh, I I don't know who first said this, but somewhere along the lines, I heard somebody say that nothing uh, touches our life that doesn't first pass through the hands of God. Amen. And I think that's so true. And um, so, you know, just real quickly, my, my story, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I went to a Christian school in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, my dad has a really, really radical testimony. His name's Ken Freeman, and he's an evangelist. But my dad was raised on the streets of St. Louis. He had nine stepfathers. His mother was an alcoholic. My dad was abused. My dad had a terrible upbringing. He got invited to church when he was 16, first time he'd ever been in church, heard the gospel, gave his life to Jesus and the music minister in that church, he and his family took my dad in, let him live with them his last two years of high school, kinda of raised him, discipled him. Uh, my dad ended up in San Antonio, which is where he met my mom, and they were going to the same church together. This is how I got to San Antonio. <laughs> but I grew up, you know, uh, in a really good Christian uh, home, but I like a lot of church kids, I, I ran from the Lord and I started pursuing the things of the world and uh, pretty soon, I found myself in a downward spiral. Uh, when I was 16, my dad forced me to go to a youth camp that I did not want to go to, uh, and I went, thankfully, and the Holy Spirit got a hold of my life. I, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 16. Uh, the following year, I felt a call to ministry as a 17-year-old as a senior. Wow. Next thing I know, I'm headed, to, I'm headed to Oklahoma Baptist University, where I went to school and uh, got my undergraduate, Would would eventually meet my wife there, and then... We've been in full-time ministry ever since. I was a student minister, then associate pastor, and I've been a full-time lead pastor at First Baptist in Newcastle for the last 12 years. So married, 25 years, I have seven children. One of our kids is with the Lord, uh, Trey, we can talk about that if you'd like to, but Uh, It's been quite the journey, man, but God's been very faithful to us in all of
0: it. Wow, that is incredible. That is just a a testimony of God's faithfulness and God's sovereign power over our lives. And there's just, I love it. I love it. Um, So you're, you're pastoring in Newcastle, and you're just, you're clicking along, and things are going... You know, as they should probably go uh, is in a pastor's life. You're, you've got the the ups and downs, and you've got the ministry life, and all the things that take place. And then you get a phone call one night uh, that that just radically changed your life forever. Um, talk That's about right. that. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, and so you know, been here twelve years. Um, about uh, I came here in 9 but in 2012, our, our son Trey got cancer. He battled cancer for a year and then the Lord called him home mm. in 2013. And that was a, it still remains one of the most difficult moments of our life. And we, we you know, here we are trying to heal from that. Yeah. And four years later, um, my, I, I had done a funeral that day as a pastor. Of course, you know, we do these things. It was a regular, fairly normal day. My son Caleb had gone to, to varsity basketball practice. And uh, I got some tickets from the funeral director to an OU basketball game that night. OU, uh, Trey Young was playing. My kids are big sports fans. So I said, Caleb, do you want to go? So he and his younger brother, they took off to the OU game. It started raining that night. First time it had rained in Oklahoma in like a month. So it was also a wintry night. So it kind of got slick really fast. Yeah. And my son lost control uh, coming off of an on-ramp onto i thirty five. In a semi-truck, 75,000 pounds, T-boned Caleb directly on his side. And I got the phone call that my, that my voice had been in a, in a terrible accident.
0: Oh, my goodness. What, what was your, just your, your, I mean, I've got four kids, and so I can just mm-hmm. imagine what, I mean, what's your gut reaction in that moment when you, when you hear that?
1: Um, well, li- literally, I had just seen Caleb 10 minutes before the accident. The accident was about 10 minutes from our house. Oh I walk goodness. into my house, my phone rings, and it says Caleb Freeman, and I'm like, why is he calling me? So I answered it, and it was a man on the other line, which is alarming. Like, who, what, <sighs> who's no. got my phone? <laughs> no and doubt. he said, yeah, I'm panicking, you know, he says, do you have two sons? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, has he abducted them? And he says, they've been in an accident, how quickly can you get here? And the guy was being real vague with me on the phone, he's become a friend since then, his name's Brad, but he didn't want to tell me because caleb was out cold like he didn't know if caleb was alive in fact they thought he was dead oh um, goodness and he didn't tell he didn't tell me that on his own so i'm panicking my sure. wife and i get there as quickly as we can and, and i'm telling you what we thought we had just lost another son which would have been unbearable for us oh, to think about goodness. and we were just crying out to god lord please spare our son's life please please spare spare caleb's life and um so you, you can't really even describe in that moment what you feel. You're just kind of in the moment, and you're 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 desperate for God to do something. You're trying to trust Him, but you're also just grieving, and you're hoping, and you don't know what the outcome is going to be in that moment.
0: Yeah, that's just. I mean, I I didn't know that about your other son uh, going to be yeah. go with the Lord uh, via cancer. But man, that's I can't even imagine. Um, exactly. Like as I, as a father, just that makes my heart ache just hearing you say these things. And um, yeah. So, you you get to the hospital, and and mm-hmm. the doctors start going through things with Caleb and, and talking to you and your wife. What are they mm-hmm. What are they telling you in the hospital? What What's What's happening there? Yeah, I mean, we,
1: we found out a lot more later. You know, they, they had called the fatality team, with oh the accident goodness. team, because, you know, Caleb's an organ donor, and mm-hmm. he's young, and there was no expectation, zero, for him to make it to the hospital alive. We didn't know that at the time. But when he got to the hospital and he was alive, uh, very shortly thereafter, the doctors told us we needed a miracle. I
0: mean, mm-hmm. one of the
1: nurses literally looked at me, she said, she said, I don't know how to tell you this, but we need a miracle. And... Then the next thing I know, a surgeon's meeting with us. They're going to drill a hole in Caleb's head because his, his brain was filling with fluid, or his, his skull was, mm-hmm. and they had to relieve some of the pressure. So he said, here's what we're going to do, and he said, I just want to tell you. He said, the next 48 hours are critical. He goes, most people with your son's brain injury, they, they, they don't live. I just want to tell you that. He said 90%, so 9 out of 10 don't survive. And then he said, if by chance your son does make it 48 hours, He'll never be normal again," he said. "So I'm not trying to be, you know, doomsday." He said, "I just want you to know what you're up against, Mm -hmm. and your son, if he comes through this, he won't know who you are. He'll he'll be out cold for the rest of his life, feeding tube, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, you know, uh you know, just breathing machines. And so, you know, they gave us the worst possible scenario, and there's so much I could tell you, man, but God's stepped in, Amen. like he stepped in early on, even with the woman that was on the accident, seeing a believer who prayed over Caleb, mm. and this woman became a friend, and she, she said God told her that God was going to heal Caleb, mm. which she didn't even know his name. But it was like God just said to her, this kid's going to live. She came to the ER and told us that Caleb was going to live. And, of course, we didn't know who she was, and we're like, man, we appreciate that, but we're hearing what she's saying, but we're also hearing what the doctors are saying.
0: Yeah. But we just
1: clung we clung to the, to the hope. That God is able to do all things.
0: Absolutely. And
1: uh, so here we are, you know, going on four years later, and God has done it in a miracle
0: in Caleb's life. Wow. So, so this was four years ago that this took place. So,
1: in, in December, four years in December, so about three and a half. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, time flies. Holy smoke. Um, I know. Crazy. It it really is. And so he he you know you you're a month out, two months out, and he's making it. But he's you know they're saying, man, I. You know, he's not. He's never going to walk. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna he's gonna you know he he's yep. making it, but he's not going to have you know the quote unquote normal life. And he's not going to be able to walk right. or, or run or do anything like that ever again. And right. I, I just remember watching those videos that you guys were posting on social media. Where you guys were encouraging yeah. him, praying over him, saying, "Caleb, you can do this. You've got this." And man, as he yeah. that first time he moves his hand up and, and gives you that high five, and and I was like, yeah. "Whoa, wait a second! <laughs> what he's responding to these verbal uh, commands from you?" And yeah, I, I just I wept as I watched these videos, and I and I I know that oh, there were millions of other people that were doing the same thing I was doing, just weeping over these videos, and mm-hmm. and you began this uh this i mean ministry literally out of out of where you were in your church uh, with this mantra with this slogan mm-hmm. it's not it wasn't originally said by you but but god yeah and and right. tell me a little bit about where you guys are and what you're doing now with that ministry
1: yeah i mean i would have never thought the words but god would be on a t-shirt or <laughs> i have a tattoo now on my wrist i mean That's i would awesome. have never ever, to me, it was our, it, it was just a declaration. We yeah. said, God, if you don't step in, you know, He's 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 he'll be with you. Which, again, if that was the Lord's will, we would have had to become okay with that, but sure. we were still asking the Lord to intervene. So, but God is now, it's like our, it's our theme. And throughout the whole journey, when they'd say, Caleb won't do this or that, we'd say, yeah, but God, because we believe God has the final say. So, as Caleb began to wake up and progress, and then God just did this. I mean, God's done a great work in Caleb physically, but the greater work is what he's done in Caleb spiritually. I, I'm telling Amen. you, my son, he's the most radical on fire for Jesus Christian that I know. And he doesn't miss any opportunity to share the gospel. He fills his mind with God's truth. He's memorizing the scriptures. He's a prayer warrior. And then the Lord just began to open doors. Uh, people asking us to come and speak and share. And so we've kind of walked through the doors as God's opened them. Yeah. Like a man stepped into our life and kind of made a documentary of our journey. Yep. We're in the process of trying to write a book where we have some other ministry opportunities that we're yet to see what's going to happen. But right now, what we're doing is we're just traveling and speaking as much as we can. I'm still a pastor, so I can't be gone too much. Sure. I'm gone as much as, as I can as the doors open. And everywhere we go, we're seeing two things happen. Number one, we're seeing people give their life to Jesus Christ. And number two, we're seeing people who desperately need hope receive hope, who are up against difficult odds and stuff like that. And and they hear our story and they say, man, this is a family that's lost a child, but they've also had a child, you know, partially healed on earth. And so God's given us this unique voice to be able to speak into people's lives and say, listen, you can trust God in life and death. He's that faithful, no matter what. So our ministry kind of expands beyond Caleb, and it really goes to our whole family's life story. Yeah. And we just call it the But God, you know. Amen. Hey, we want everybody to have a But God story, which is your salvation story. And then we want everybody to, to learn how to tell their But God story. Amen. How can you share your story uh, with the world? So that's kind of what we're doing right now.
0: I love it. It's fantastic. So y- y- tell you've got other kiddos. Um, what are their names and, and ages and all that kind of fun stuff? Just give us a little a synopsis of, of your family.
1: You bet. Um, so my wife and I, of course, married 25 years, and uh, my daughter Brittany is 21. She's uh, at, at Oklahoma Baptist University. She's majoring in nursing, nice. but she feels a call of God on her life to missions, so we're pumped about that. Uh, she's also an intern at our church this summer. Uh, then there's Caleb. He's 20, and uh, he's a sophomore at Rose State College. Uh, nice. which is kind of a, a smaller school in midwest, yep. midwest city where he's pursuing his associate's degree. Uh, he, doesn't, he lives at home, he still can't drive, and he's very limited, but we help him with all that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Clayton. Clayton is 18, he's a senior in high school. He fills a call to ministry, he wants to be a pastor, so he's going to go to Oklahoma Baptist nice. University when he graduates. Then Trey would have been a freshman, mm-hmm. uh, which is just hard even to imagine. Uh, he'd be 14,
0: uh, mm.
1: but uh, now there's a big gap between Clayton and our daughter, Aubrey, who's going to be in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. and Aubrey loves Jesus, and she's just kind of coming into her own right now. Sure. And then the Lord led us to adoption um, a couple of years after Trey's passing. We adopted uh, two siblings. We We got Luke when he was three months old. And we got his half-sister, Addie, when she was three days old. So they're half-siblings. And uh, Luke's full Caucasian. Addie's biracial. uh, And they are just, they fit into our family like you could not believe. God's been so good to us there. So we have a total of seven kids, even Mm. though Trey's with the Lord. Six on earth, one with the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. That is fantastic. So. I, yeah. You said Caleb's at Rose State College. That's actually where I proposed to my wife. That
1: <laughs> come on, you're a Raider, you're a Raider, bro.
0: Well, no, I didn't. I, no, I didn't go there. Um, I was. Oh, there. you didn't go there. No, I didn't go there. We were there for a, uh, an event, and I. It's the craziest thing. I used to be a really big uh, Glenn Beck fan back in the day, and I, I'm not anymore. Okay, but okay. I just. But we went to one of his Christmas shows, and I was just like, yeah. and I just. Asked her to marry me there and she said yes and i was like the weirdest thing the place to ask your wife to marry you <laughs> but she did it and she said yes um so i've been there and uh actually in high school um i was in fbla and i um i, I sang uh, michael w smith's uh picture perfect on that stage so i've been there a couple times so i know i've been been to rose state multiple times so it's uh it's, there you go. It's pretty yeah, cool. man. That's crazy. So, man that's, uh, man, that's awesome. I, I love that, that God is doing so many incredible things with your uh, ministry, with your family. Um, you said you met your, your wife in, in college at OBU, correct? Yeah. Yes, so, that's right. How how did you guys meet there? You guys got a, you got a story there? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, I was... Uh... When I went, to, I'm a year older than her. So when I was a freshman, I got asked to be on uh, the Welcome Week Steering Committee. Oh yeah, which was kind of a big, big honor. They pick one freshman boy, mm-hmm. one freshman girl every year to be on it, and you get to be on it all four years. Then when you're a senior, you get to be what's called the Welcome Week Co-Chair, so you kind of run the whole show. Sure. So I was pumped about being asked to be on that. Then the next year, uh, we asked Emily uh, to be the girl, and then another guy to be on. I didn't know Emily, but some other people knew her, and we as a team felt good about it. So I met Emily by both being on the Welcome Week, a steering committee together, and man, we just, we hit it off. You know, the Lord just brought our path together. She's from Seminole, Oklahoma. Her grandfather was a longtime pastor at First Baptist Seminole, and her family is a solid, believing family. Uh, her mom went to be with the Lord, actually, two weeks before our son Trey did. Her mom had cancer, so... That summer was a tough summer uh, when Emily's mom went to meet the Lord. Yep. Uh, she, Emily would have considered her mom one of her best friends. Yeah. So, she, you know, we've been through a lot there as well. But now her dad is remarried, and he's, he's in our church. Uh, he's a deacon here and serves here. And Emily's sister and her husband are in the church. Her, her husband's one of our elders. So her family, we're all still very, very, very close, very connected. Her brother lives in the area, and then her, another one of her other brothers passed away suddenly about a month before caleb's accident so our family's been through a lot of heartache but uh, emily and i yeah we came together god's been so good and she is the perfect perfect compliment to me and uh, grateful to god for her
0: wow that is that is just that's incredible how even in amidst the tragedy god's still working and moving and and doing what he's doing that's right so yeah we're Mm -hmm. We're in the midst of the third year with uh, my my mom passed of cancer uh, back in, mm-hmm. uh, in well actually it's twenty yeah it's the second year so, uh, twenty nineteen and so man I I yeah. and that that feeling of of losing your mom and and then on top of that adding a, a kiddo going too man I just. Oh, man, I'm my heart goes out to you, but I know that God's being yeah. faithful in, in 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 soothing those those pains. And man, it's not it's not yeah. goodbye. It's just hey, we're gonna see you later. That's that's the beautiful that's thing right. about knowing and following Jesus is it's never goodbye. It's just we'll see you in a little bit. So yeah, our
1: family our family verse is that Second Corinthians 4, 18, where it says, "So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal." And we really do try to live with that eternal perspective. And that's the only thing that kind of carries you in this fallen world, is knowing that the fallen world is not all that there is. Wow. You know, there's an et- eternal hope that, that we cling to in Jesus Christ, and uh, that keeps us going.
0: Amen. Amen. That That is a, that is a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, if they want to find out more about what you're doing and what Caleb's doing, how do they find yep. out more about you guys?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of ways. One is that... Uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest way to stay connected to our journey is to our Facebook page. It's yep. called Pray for Caleb Freeman. Uh, you can go on the page and just like it or follow it, and you get updates there. You can also send us a message, a direct message from there. You know, like if you wanted us to come speak at your church or some event, or just, you know, we get messages on there uh, almost daily from people. A lot of times it's say, hey, Pray for so and so, or this has happened. We, we get a lot of updates there. Um, you can also go to a website, it's calebs hope.com www.calebshope.com, hopecom and there's a lot of videos on there. It just tells the story, the journey, and you can get more information there. And then always, you can send an email to PastorJFreeman at gmail.com. If anybody wants to send us to a regular email, PastorJFreeman at gmail.com.
0: Nice. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come and be on um, the podcast today just to share your story and Caleb's story and just offer us some hope and, and f- focus us on Jesus. So I uh, appreciate that so much. Um, would you dismiss us in prayer today? That'd be great if you'd do that.
1: Yeah, man, you bet. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're so grateful for the way that you work in our lives. Mm-hmm. We don't always understand it, but, Lord, you don't necessarily ask us to understand you. You ask us to trust you. Amen. So, God, help us to trust you in all things, because we know that all things are working ultimately, God, for our good, but for your glory. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, today I pray that if somebody listens to this and they're going through a hard season, God, I pray they would know that they can trust you. You're worthy of their trust. If somebody listens to this today and doesn't know you, Jesus is Lord and Savior. God, I pray you would draw them to yourself. They'd repent of their sins and trust in you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior. But I thank you for the opportunity to be on this show. I thank you for a blessing over him and his ministry and God, all that he does. Uh, We ask all of these things uh, uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen, amen. Thanks again for being on the show. You bet, brother. We'll stay in touch. Yes, sir. You guys need to check out my friends at Outpost Coffee. They have an incredible caffeinated beverage that will not let you down. The warmer weather is here with spring. Go get yourself a cold false trail or a warm vanilla latte. Like, you can't beat it. I mean, if you don't like the fancy stuff, just grab yourself a house drip. You can't beat it. Check these guys out at OutpostCoffeeCo.com. That's OutpostCoffeeCo.com.